Comic-Con week before, and then I'm going to Louder Than Life next weekend. So I was like, yeah, no, can't do a four-day festival. The lineup was sick, but, and it's right in our backyard, but. Yeah, I think I've looked at that one. It's like, it, it's like all metal. Yeah, right? it's, it's generally cool. Blue Ridge is like, it's been going on for, I don't know, maybe four or five years, something like that, out in Danville, which is only three hours from us. I haven't gone in the past. I'm kind of glad because every year it seems to turn out as a shit show. And it's like all of my friends go to it. And then they all have stories about how much it sucked. What uh, Did anything in particular happen last year? Last year I had some friends who went and were using day parking. And the day parking is, is a few miles away from the festival. They got shuttles, I'm assuming? Yeah, so okay. they have shuttles, but the shuttles are not... They didn't have enough people driving shuttles last year. Oh, they didn't okay. rent enough buses. So for the first couple of days, from what I heard, there were a lot of issues where people were stuck in the parking lot. So then one girl that I know decided, fuck this, we don't, it, it'll take just as long if we just walk the couple of miles. So they walked all the way up to the front of the festival and then she said they got turned back around. They weren't letting you just walk up. You had to come on a shuttle. So she had to go all the way back. That's bullshit. Isn't it bullshit? Yeah, it is. You got so, a ticket. I mean. Let's just let them the fuck in. Yeah. Yeah, because they didn't come on a shuttle. They were giving them a hassle for, for walking up there because only campers can walk up or whatever. So they do have a campgrounds right there. Um, and everybody else who's parking and just coming for the day has to park like super fucking far away. And then you have to, you already waited in traffic to get out there and now you have to wait for a fucking shuttle and there's like a two hour line for the shuttles. It's just, that's, that's bad. Yeah. Management. A logistical nightmare. So yeah. And like the, the rock festivals that I go to, they're all put on by a production company called Mm. Danny Wimmer presents. And they've been doing, Rock on the Range, Carolina Rebellion, Welcome to Rockville. Like, they do all of these big ones on the East Coast, mostly. And they know what they're doing. They have a really great team. And their shit goes on pretty much without any issues. Right. This one is not put on by a production company. From what I understand, and this may be wrong, uh, Blue Ridge Rock Fest started up by some fans who wanted to put something on here. Okay. And... I'm assuming they had connections and they had some sort of experience in the music industry, but they're not, you know, this, they're not like this big company that's trying to run it. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of just a, a learn as you go sort of thing. So I don't want to go to a festival if it's not ready yet. I'm going to go once they figured all their shit out. So I've not gone to this one and I was hoping that this year they would have it figured out. I I know some of it was out of their control, which we'll get into because it was, a lot of the problem was the weather, but then those fucking shuttles again. So the last year they didn't have enough. And I think they ended up hiring for the last couple of days, um, a bunch of school buses, mm-hmm. like contracting school buses, uh, to get everybody there on time because people were only making it in for the headliner. And then they had another two hour wait to get the shuttle back to the fucking, right. yeah. Cause yeah, it doesn't run, it doesn't run all night. So you can only catch, you know, before 2 a.m. or something you can only catch the shuttle and then once if you're stuck there after that you're just fucked and you have to walk anyways i don't know so i had some friends who invited me this year i said no but let me know how it goes because if it goes well this year then maybe i'll go next year instead Mm -hmm. of going all the way to fucking kentucky to see the same bands although i do love (laughs) kentucky one problem we run into here in virginia danville where blue ridge rock fest is uh i mean we're on the east coast and it's hurricane season 
And so they had to deal with a bunch of shitty weather. And it kind of fucked the whole weekend up. From what I have seen of everyone's posts about it, mm-hmm. they seem to have still had a good time. Even though shit oh, hit well. the fan. My friends that went were like, this was a crazy fucking weekend, but we did it. It was an experience and whatever. So everybody seems to be okay, uh, but there has been a lot of bitching. Yeah, I I heard snippets about it on the radio, rain and... Hail. Hail, too. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. (laughs) Um, And the the photos and video... I mean, generally speaking, when a campground clears out, especially if there's been a storm that weekend, uh, it is like... It's just a giant mud pit. It looks like a mud pit, and it also looks like a tornado ripped through the neighborhood Mm. um but that's just normal i mean people are obviously going to post the worst of the worst i've been to many a festival where this shit happens and it's like the wind starts blowing and it wrecks everybody's tents so they end up just leaving them there uh for the trash people to come pick up because they can't even fold it back up to get it in the car to take it home everything's busted Mm. so there's like giant piles of trash and and just like broken shit um the photos look pretty bad but uh it happens there's going to be cleanup anyways so right yeah, let's talk about Blue Ridge Rock Fest. Uh, let's tell them who we are first. That's your we are, job. Yeah, and I'm doing it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Did you, <laughs> Did you clock def- in? I no shit. Hold on. You need to clock in first. Give me five five minutes here. Five minutes. Yeah, right, I gotta walk it. to the time clock. Punch the card. And then yeah, I gotta walk back, and then I got you know I gotta make sure like I did, you know did it correctly. And then you gotta poop because you gotta poop on company time. Right. All right, so um, I'll cut it out. Go ahead. <laughs> You're listening to Death by Music Podcast. I am Jake, if you did not know. Uh, and I'm here with Alex. Of course, Cassie will be back for the main episodes because she is the only one of us that has like a job and a life. <laughs> if only she, that a kid. True. Um, She's got stuff to do, so. Yeah, you guys know if you've yeah. been listening long enough. If you haven't been listening long enough, uh, well, we, why the fuck not? We've been doing this show for... Probably over three years at this point. It's been a minimum three years. It's been a while. Yeah. If you're listening, if you if this episode in particular is what piqued your interest, shit, you may know who the fuck we are anyways because uh, me and Cassie met working at radio in Virginia, and I currently still work at a radio station in Eastern Virginia. So um, this festivals like I go to them all the time. I always do the media pass. We try to give away tickets on the station if it is even remotely relevant. So I do a lot of these. Uh, and I'm very interested to get into what exactly happened at Blue Ridge Rock Fest. I don't imagine it was much worse than Welcome to Rockville in, was that, 2022? God, that was fucking terrible. Was that the other one that that got rained out and I will never giant do, mud pit? Dude, I don't know if there was a mud pit. It was at the Daytona Speedway, but me and Brittany went, and it was a fucking shit show. Oh, yeah, the giant like, storm. First what, what of was, all, There was one you missed because it, it, it had rained before it started or something. That was Bonnaroo. Yeah, that was another okay. fucking hurricane in June. That yeah. was, Or no, wait, that was when they moved Bonnaroo to November. So that one was a giant mud pit. And yeah. I, I've got Mike's. Mike went out to Blue Ridge Rock Fest, one of our listeners, right. to... Work security, he also had gone for that Bonnaroo that got canceled, and he was stuck there for a long-ass time yeah. in the mud because he, he yeah, got there early talked about that. got stranded. So I've got his take on this whole thing as well because he went out there for his first time to do security for Blue Ridge. For this festival, the one... Yeah, the one we're that, about to talk about. just happened. Yeah, so okay, I have cool. his, his personal take on it as well because it's... Oh, cool. Did he write a letter? Not... No, no. I just am friends <laughs> with him now on Facebook because oh. he listens to our show so goddamn much. 
Um, so you read some of his posts. Andy's going to be at Pantera. Andy's going to wear his podcast shirt. Ah, good. So I good told him thinking there. See him. Anyways, let's talk. Let's talk about this. All this right. is from wdbj7.com uh, by Isabella Ladon. WDBJ7 coming out of Alton, Virginia. A strike ended the music at Blue Ridge Rock Fest, but it may not have been from lightning. WDBJ7 is investigating what some are calling the Nightmare Blue Ridge Rock Festival. Burf. Uh, and, and what led to its cancellation. The organizers stated they canceled the festival because of the weather, but some people are saying that that's not the full story. WDBJ7 has received hundreds of emails and social media messages from festival goers asking us to look, in why the, look into why the fest was canceled for weather after it had already after it was already hit by storms stagehands who worked the festival told WDBJ7 they walked out on Saturday because of poor working conditions by them this is a quote by them organizers blaming it on weather it made us feel like that they were putting a rug over the real problem of what was going on one stagehand said several stagehands uh, from Blue Ridge Rock Festival are speaking out about why they left and how the festival was canceled shortly after the strike to protect their identities and jobs, WDBJ7 has omitted their names from this story after verifying their employment and experience. Okay. I almost said existence. <laughs> they do. They are, in <laughs> fact, alive still. Uh, quote, there is absolutely nothing set in preparation for our arrival, a stagehand said. No showers, no toilets, no fencing. That was expected to be there, and a lot of it didn't start showing up until right at dusk. Um, there was a festival recently. Uh, what was it? electric zoo or something in new york my friend josh went to that one and they canceled one of the days they canceled the first day because they weren't even done building the fucking stage yet oh. and they had the next day and then on the on the last day of it everybody rushed the gates because they oversold tickets and they were at capacity so people who were standing outside with tickets to this festival who paid for fucking tickets could not get in because they had too many people inside. So everybody just rushed to the fucking gates. Oh, and well, broke another in. example of piss poor management. Yeah, I think what happened was the people who had Friday tickets when Friday got canceled because of the stage, I think they rolled those tickets over to Sunday. Um, mm. And then when they tried to get in Sunday, people who had full weekend passes weren't able or they just oversold the whole thing. I don't know. It's just like, how the, what the, what the fuck just pissed me off. All right. Stagehands say the issues started 10 days before the actual festival began when workers first arrived at Virginia International Raceway. And Oh, I forgot that's where they were holding that. Mm -hmm. That's right. Because I was yeah, I was looking at this festival earlier this year, and I was like, this looks pretty cool. I was looking at the bands, and I was like, oh, it's at VIR. I've never yeah. been there, but I know, you know. Nope. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, they say from the beginning the showers were not functional and living conditions were unsanitary. Workers claim that more than 150 workers were forced to share six porta potties for the two weeks of festival preparation and during the actual event. They say the porta potties were only cleaned out every few days. Bro, you got to be cleaning those every few hours. And <laughs> yeah, that's disgusting. Um, I mean, maybe I wonder, not before the festival, but I, I'm just curious because you're VIR is a it's not a huge track but people know what it is you figure I, I guess it wouldn't be vir that's responsible for that it would be the the event yeah people putting it on yeah because so i mean not, i'm assuming the they, venues they like lease the space or whatever right yeah i mean they're not responsible for 
accommodations for this festival. They've got to provide all of that stuff on their own. That makes sense. Uh, we were literally, literally living around our own filth and our own mess that we were trying to keep contained to the trash cans, but there isn't much you can do, especially after a storm comes through and blows that stuff around, a stagehand said. Fed up with the conditions, stagehands presented a list of demands to Blue Ridge Management on Friday, September 8th at 5 p.m. They demanded more water stations, showers, food, and safer structures within 24 hours, or else they strike. Uh, Blue Ridge Rock Festival canceled Saturday's program, citing weather conditions. They say they said they would provide an update for Sunday events by 5 p.m. on Saturday, the same deadline for the stagehand strike. It all fell on deaf ears, the stagehand said. 80% of workers were gone by 7 p.m. The festival uh, was canceled, and workers are left frustrated by the aftermath. So here's, I want to just read what uh, the festival released. Uh, this is on Saturday at 523 p.m. They said, Dear Blue Ridge fans, with heavy hearts due to this weekend's continued severe weather, we must denounce the cancellation of the final days of Blue Ridge Rock Festival. Your safety and well-being are our foremost concerns. We understand the disappointment this brings, and we share immensely in your sadness. Please know that this decision was made with the utmost consideration for everyone involved, and our focus is now on supporting those of you still on site. We are working diligently to provide refund details, and we'll share that information, blah, blah, blah. We encourage you to stay safe and take care of each other. This has been an agonizing turn of events for what was to be a special weekend. Uh, there will be much more that we unveil over the next few days. Rest assured, we will take care of you despite these difficult circumstances. Um, yeah, so they basically just said that it was weather. They shared another update. That was on Sunday talking about the plans in place to ensure fans can exit the campgrounds safely but at this point i think a lot of people were already stuck in mud yeah they they really didn't even talk about the strike at all uh they did post an update a few hours ago which we're recording this on september 13th that said there's an overabundance of misinformation circulating that we will fully address in due time we see you and we are working as quickly as possible to take care of you the weather cancellation was a collective one made by the event's emergency management team composed of state and county officials as well as representatives from the venue. We are in extensive discussions with our ticketing company and partners. We ask for a bit more of your patience to provide you with a resolution. So I wonder if this stuff is misinformation or not. They say they verified the stagehand's employment, though, and they if they delivered a list and this guy's saying it, I mean, I want to believe that. Yeah. And it's, it's not the first time they've been short-staffed because, again, in previous years, I think they had some sort of issue where people were walking out who were supposed to be working. And I had friends who were in the little pit crew, and that's just what they do. They like to manage the mosh pit, but they're mm -hmm. just fans, and they just keep everything running and make right. sure mosh pit stays in one area. People are being taken care of. Rowdy people are getting thrown out. They basically run security for the mosh pit, but they're not hired. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, those guys ended up actually working security for the festival because they're all out there in their pit crew t-shirts and they were short staffed and they were like, hey, we need your help. We don't have enough guys up at the front of the stage to catch the crowd surfers. Can you guys help us? And so they just hired them on site to No background assist. checks or nothing. Nothing. Wow. That's, <laughs> Luckily, uh, they're all like security dudes anyway, so it, it worked. Well, but still, that's uh, a little... That's not good. That's, yeah. That could get sketchy real quick. Very much. Uh, another quote. They're trying to control the narrative on us uh, and trying to bury the fact that we ended up walking out because this correlates with all of all these other festivals that have dropped the ball and put people's safety at risk. 
Organizers initially posted on a Facebook story on Thursday that partial and full refunds would go out for Thursday's weather cancellation, uh, but said in a post on Saturday that information on refunds will go out this week. Sounds like what you just read. Yeah, that's what I just read. Uh, the festival's on uh, the festival's policy online states no refunds will be given for inclement weather. Well, <laughs> mm. uh, we're done with it, as stagehand said. People really need to recognize that the people who are running this, uh, running it, could care less about your passion for music. This is not the first time workers and festival goers have expressed safety concerns about the Blue Ridge Rock Festival. We saw similar issues in 2021, which caused the festival to change venues in 2022 to be at the at VIR. Uh, a VIR spokesperson did confirm to WDBJ7 even after this weekend's festival, VIR still a con still has a contract with Blue Ridge Rock uh, for at least another year. The festival's website is already pre-selling tickets for 2024. Boy, you wish. <laughs> WDBJ7 received dozens of tips from attendees claiming this year's festival oversold the capacity limit. Our team checked with the Halifax County Sheriff's Office about the number of people who attended. Blue Ridge Rock Fest told the Sheriff's Office 45,000 tickets were sold for this year's festival. However, the Sheriff's Office estimates there were uh, about fifty to 60,000 people at the festival. I don't even know how you begin to estimate that. That's crazy. No clue. Yeah. Um, WDBJ7 reached out to festival organizers multiple times asking if and when attendees can ex expect a refund. So far, no one from the festival has responded to our requests for comments. I mean, that's a lot of shit they got to unravel. That's probably why they're doing the pre-sale tickets for next year, so they can take that money and give it... You know, because the money that they make from these tickets, this one sold out pretty quick, would go towards paying all of the vendors and, you know, like all of the people who are helping set it up, I would assume, right. uh, the production people and the bands. But since a lot of those bands didn't play, I wonder if they're still going to get, you know, partial payment if they showed up because I they still know. traveled there, yeah. you know, so they got to really figure out where to pull the money from. Now, this is an article from godanriver.com which is a it's the Danville Register MBU and it's by Charles Wilborn so this is talking about the sanitary conditions which you mentioned in the first part of your article the Virginia Department of Health found violations surrounding sanitary conditions at the Blue Ridge Rock Festival last weekend but that did not play a role in shutting down the event that's come under extreme fire from fans according to officials the festival hosted in nearby Halifax County got off to a stormy start literally when severe weather left thousands of fans scrambling for cover on September 7th. Some had to wait hours for a shuttle to arrive, according to Danville resident Joe Scott, who was caught in the heavy rain, wind and hail on the first day. At any given time, there were between two and a dozen members of the health department at the festival hosted at VAR, VIR. Um, blah, blah, blah. No, the Virginia Department of Health did not shut down the Blue Ridge Rock Festival, she said, when asked if they had any part in the decision. After another round of heavy storms Saturday, festival organizers announced the show would not go on that day. Later, citing more rain in the forecast, the festival announced it would officially call it quits, canceling Sunday's events, too. Crawford confirmed there were violations around sanitary conditions, but did not elaborate on how many issues surfaced. The health department also received complaints about the portajons and the availability of drinking water. <laughs> There's a Facebook page called Screwed by Blue Ridge Rock Festival that uh, has nearly 30,000 members 
at the point where this article That's was written. Half the attendees. Yeah. Postings <laughs> openly ranted about the conditions, and many fans floated the idea that weather was not the main driver for the decision decision to shut it down. Yeah, so they have the same numbers here that they think it was about fifty to 60,000 people that actually showed up. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with this. I wasn't there. I don't know who's at fault. But Mike, who we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, he was working security, and here is what he had to say about the event. So he he was legitimately there hired. Yes. Background checked, all that, all the stuff they should be doing, I'm assuming. I, so he was actually hired by the festival. I don't know that he was background checked. So I think he's a contracted, basically. So he works for a Right, So, security. but that they're hiring a vetted person to do security, somebody that actually, like a legit security person. So what, I, what, think it it, what I think is the deal is he works for a security company, right. and the company would vet the people that they hire, and then Blue yeah, Ridge yeah, yeah. just contracts that company yeah. and says, how many people can you give us? Yeah, that's basically what I'm saying. So yeah. he was legitimately there. I'm assuming... Hired. In some way, yes. So here's his quote, which I did not get permission to read, <laughs> but he made it public on Facebook, so I don't care. <laughs> what can I say about Blue Ridge that hasn't already been said on every social and national news site, especially people who weren't even there? I can say that despite all of the chaos and lack of information available site-wide, our team ducked every punch for us. When storms took catering, we didn't miss one single meal. Not one of our needs were overlooked, and on several occasions, they bent almost backwards for us, including a delivery of things I needed from off-site. I know for a fact that this was not the case for every company on-site. So they everybody was working for different groups there. Mm -hmm. I know some people were left scrambling by the people they worked for, by the festival, uh, work-life belongings ruined by the weather and poor conditions. I witnessed it firsthand. I feel for those. I hated the feelings and reality they faced. So I left thankful for the industry pros who led us, gave us answers, and didn't leave us hanging. So that's what Mike had to say That's about interesting. It. I thought I was going to be, like, bashing him, but apparently well, whatever his team... Sounds like the people he works for were very... They were on top of it, apparently. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not the first time they've done it, and I think they take care of their people. Right. Um, I think whoever's responsible for the festival maybe dropped the fucking ball, and some of these other security companies or, or people who were contracted to work there didn't have as good of a support system. You know, they weren't as prepared. Okay. But I think his people do this all the time, so they're, they're used to and they're prepared for a shitty festival because you never know what's going to happen. Right. So that fucking sucks for those guys. I am sorry you guys all had to deal with that. Um, I think this, this episode's going to come out on September 18th, and that'll be, you know, one week after Blue Ridge Rock Fest wrapped up. It was the weekend of September... 7th to the 10th. Yeah, so sorry for all the people who got fucked over by that one. I will say Louder Than Life in Kentucky is fucking awesome. You just got to drive. So if you were from this area, I mean, I've been to that one like six or seven times and it's drizzled sometimes, but it's never been. How long is that drive? Uh, It's like eh, it's like 10 hours, maybe. I'm flying this time. So oh. thank fuck. <laughs> I love the drive, though. The drive is really nice. I was going to say, once you get up into the mountains and stuff. Yeah, you get to take route, route 666 up there, too. Oh. So that's fun. Yeah, you drive through the mountains. I haven't been on that one. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's a great festival. It has pretty much the same lineup as Blue Ridge because it's two weeks yeah. after. And 
I've never experienced any issues. They have camping there. The people are fucking cool. The the logistics, the just the way that it's set up is nice because they have the two main stages right next to each other. So you don't have to walk back and forth. You can just fucking find one spot and see everything that you need to see for the day. Are they slightly angled away from each other? No, they don't have people playing at the same time. They'll oh, bounce back they and alternate. forth okay. with headliners. Like there's some that other bands sense. playing on other stages behind you if you wanted to go see them. But then at the end of the night, the headliners bounce back and forth stage to stage. So there's no time. Yep. Makes it easy to set, to set up and yeah, there's yeah. no wasted time there. Yeah, you don't have okay. to wait for a set change. As soon as one person's done, the next fucking person goes on right next to it. And if you don't want to be in the main crowd, like when Kiss was on, they were on the stage on the left. Mm-hmm. And there's like barricades that go all up and down that stage to contain that crowd. I don't want to fucking be in the front of that crowd. I just go to the front of the crowd at the other stage where nobody's standing and I can still see them. I mean, that makes There's sense. There's nobody standing on the right side. They're all on the left side. So yeah. I just go to the front of the right side and I can fucking see. We yeah. did that for Guns N' Roses too. It was great. I was like, that's Slash right there. He's like 50 feet away from me. You're just off to the side. <laughs> so. That's how I saw Phil Anselmo uh, uh, when we went to barbecue that one year. Yep. I just kind of walked around because everybody was huddled around the middle and I just walked around to the edge where nobody was standing and was, he was right there. Yeah. Hell yeah. Which we're about to see him again. Yeah. When this comes out, it will have already happened. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to see Pantera. God, this week's What's left fucked. of them, unfortunately. Yes. What's left of Pantera, we'll be seeing tomorrow. Lamb of God's playing too. That's great. And then on Friday, I'm seeing Australian Pink Floyd doing their laser light show for Dark Side of the Moon, mm. turning 50. It's going to be fucking awesome. And then on Tuesday, the yeah. 19th, we're seeing the fucking Foo Fighters. And then I'm going to see them again on Thursday <laughs> Jeez. at Louder Than Life. It's a I don't know why I bought tickets for this show because I'm going to see them in two more days anyways. Whatever. Fuck it. It's because we love music, right? Okay. If you have Blue Ridge Rock Fest stories, share them in our Facebook group. It is Death by Music Podcast Fans. If you want us to read your emails or whatever, death by... Uh, what's our email? Death by Podcast Team at gmail.com. Sounds right. If you came to this show because you went to the festival and you like music, check out the rest of our shit. Most of our full episodes, I mean, all of our full episodes are about musicians who have died. So if you like Pantera, we have an episode on Dimebag Daryl from our mm-hmm. first season. If you like metal, we did Cliff Burton in season one, too. One, I mean, in season one as well. We also recently did an episode on Lane Staley from Alice in Chains. We did uh, Chester Bennington from Linkin Park. Yeah, we did the Black Metal Murders. Ah, uh, yes, the Norwegian Black Metal Murders. I think that's all of our metal stuff. I think so, yeah. So, if you like metal, check our shit out. We've got a lot. We have a lot of classic rock artists that we cover as well. We do their whole life, uh, their fame, and then ultimately their death. So, check it out. It's Death by Music Podcast. Thanks for listening. And rest in peace. Later. Death by Music Podcast is written and produced by Victoria Motler, Alex Motler, Cassie Gardner, and Jake.